Like many small businesses, Economy Candy on Manhattan's Lower East Side has had to pivot to stay afloat during the coronavirus pandemic. The iconic New York City candy shop is making the most of online sales, but also going old school. They've stationed a push cart outside of their store, dubbed Economy Candy To Go. And to make candy shopping super easy, they've been selling specially curated candy packs since March. And yes, they now have Halloween-themed packs for the season. I'm George Bolarki, and this is Cityscape. I recently had the chance to catch up with the folks currently holding down the fort of this long-standing family-owned business, third-generation owner Mitchell Cohen and his wife Sky Greenfield Cohen. Well, Sky and Mitchell, it's really great to be talking with you and about Economy Candy, which has such a rich history in New York City. Let's start off by talking about that history. Economy Candy originally started as a shoe and hat repair shop. Is that correct? That's correct. Economy Candy was a shoe and hat repair shop on the corner of Rivington and Essex. And then during the Depression, when people didn't have the money to buy new things or get things repaired, the push cart that they had outside that was selling candy started doing better business than the actual store. So in 1937, they became Economy Candy. And when my grandfather and his brother-in-law, uh, who he actually met while in, during World War II, returned from the war, they joined the family business. They all ran it together. I mean, everyone worked there. My grandfather, his sisters, his, you know, the, the, all the kids, everyone worked at Economy Candy. And what was crazy about, you know, everything was different back then, you know, with uh, a lot of immigrant families in the neighborhood, there were like seven candy stores then. And there was enough to go around because everyone lived and worked on the Lower East Side. Uh, But little by little, times change. The Lower East Side, when, you know, has its ups and then it has its downs. And my parents uh, took over in the 80s. They ran it together for over 30 years. You know, we saw uh, about near 2000, things started to really change with the Lower East Side, you know, turning over into having hotels and being more of a destination for restaurants and bars. And then with the advent of the internet and Yelp and TripAdvisor, people really started, you got to go to Economy Candy when you're in New York, the last remaining candy store that dates that way back. And so that kind of picked up and, you know, we rely on word of mouth. You know, we don't have the advertising budget. Some of these bigger guys do. We are really the true mom and pop. And we rely on people telling their friends and telling their friends and telling their friends and, you know, that's what, you know, gets us through those 80 years. And that's what will get us through what we're going through right now and hopefully for another 80. Yeah. How are you getting through right now in the midst of this pandemic and keeping Economy Candy going strong, Sky? Uh, well, you know, obviously circumstances are not ideal. Um, in March, when everything began shutting down, when we had to close our retail store to the public, we were very lucky that we had just relaunched uh, our website that has all of our 2000 items available on it. So we were really able to quickly pivot all of our focus to our online store, sending dried fruits, nuts, chocolate, candy, all the awesome stuff that we have in store, sending it out nationwide. We started um, putting together these incredible candy care packs that were just an assortment of everything in the store. You know, that's so many people always say, you know, they walk into Economy Candy and there's this overwhelming feeling of like sweetness, colors, tactile, like everything. It's, it's an overwhelming experience in the best way possible. And we were really trying to capture that with our candy care packs to send that sweetness, that nostalgia across the country and hopefully brighten some people's days. We were 
super lucky that, you know, a lot of communities rallied behind us and sent candy care packs to their friends, their family, their enemies. We had a lot of people sending them to literal their next door neighbors because they weren't able to get together for that regular weekly dinner or that regular cocktail hour that they were used to. But this was a way that they could still connect and still you know, give that like, I'm here for you just next door. We just can't see each other right now kind of vibe that slowed down a little bit over the summer when it's harder to ship chocolate and stuff like that. But now we're gearing back up for Halloween. We have these Halloween themed candy care packs, which are phenomenal. I, I this is Mitchell is displaying one right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, the large ones, I can barely even lift them. It's they are we are packing these things they we want every kid and every kid at heart to have the best halloween that they can even if they can't go trick-or-treating even if they can't go to that halloween party even if all of those traditional things don't happen this year we want to make sure that everybody still has that spirit what do you have in those halloween goodie bags everything we have all the traditional halloween fun size pick and mix candies we also have full-size stuff ranging from like squeeze pops to um, wax fangs, wax lips, lollipops, Pez dispensers, candy corn, ring pops, fun dip. I mean, if we have it, it's probably ending up in (laughs) one of these candy care packs. They are, again, like I can barely lift some of them. They're incredible. There is no doubt comfort in candy and there's comfort in nostalgia. And when you walk into Economy Candy, you really walk back in time because you have candies there that really have stood the test of time, right, Mitchell? Yeah, if they make it, we carry it. And, you know, you see a lot of times uh, there's companies bringing back older older brands and they reach out to us, you know, to make sure that we have it on, in, on hand and in stock right away because I'm the one, they, they look up online and I'm the one looking for all this stuff. So they know mm-hmm. to find us and come to Economy Candy so that we carry it and we're going to be able to get it out there. You know, they just brought back the Necco wafers. They brought mm-hmm. back blackjack gum, clove gum, you know, and we have it all. And there are brands, like you said, that have lasted the, te- you know, the test of time. And people come in like, I didn't know they make this anymore. I had to, do you still have this old stock? It's like, no, it's fresh. It's all new. My grandfather wasn't that bad of a buyer. Don't worry. (laughs) What are among those items? Well, so the C. Howard, those little violets, those little, that, the lavender candies that your grandmother used to have at the bottom of her purse. That's what people come in and say, how do you still have this? They didn't make this anymore. It's, yeah, they, they've been 100 years old because you will still buy that pack because it reminds you of your grandmother. You may not like the way it tastes, but you leave it at the bottom of your bag. What are among your favorites? That's an everyday, it's a different, you know, usually when we're open and businesses operating as usual, it's really just whatever is open that I can get to my mouth quickly. I don't discriminate. I love all things sweet. So if it's, you know, whether it's like a, a, a open bag of licorice or gummy bears or chocolate covered graham crackers, if it's like, if someone like, you know, oh, let the box just sitting there, I'm probably going to find my way into it. Um, cravings wise, I guess the almond butter crunch is definitely one of the things that like, sometimes I just need that. Um, jelly graham, chocolate covered Oreos. They like, sometimes like you're just having that day where I, or I'm having that kind of day where I just need that. <laughs> yeah. People, people come down just for the chocolate covered graham crackers, you know, that have been around for a long time. 
made by a company out in Pennsylvania. They're fantastic. And sometimes when those pretzels break their arms, you got, you know, you can't sell it. You got to eat the whole yeah. thing. You know, there's the old saying, you're like a kid in the candy store. And Mitchell, you literally were the kid in the candy store. You grew up around this. What was that like? I spent pretty much every Sunday at the store, Christmas holidays and things like that. I was, I, st I was at the store working because that's the busy time of year. We weren't going to Disneyland or anything like that. You know, that, that was saved for the summer when it was slow. You know, we were, we were in the store working with people and I loved it. You know, I, my mom would only let me have one thing and it had to be slightly healthy. I didn't really go for like a pack of sour powers every once in a while, but my dad let me sneak some stuff. So, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be able to try everything to recommend it, right? What was it like for you to have to shut your doors? I would imagine there have only been a few times in history where you've actually had to do that. Very difficult in the sense that just for, you know, our employees and then for our locals and customers, but, you know, we were really working, um, you know, the day one, they were like, okay, you can have 75% of your staff. So I went home, put down a schedule, worked everything out. So no one would lose hours, keeping it 75%. Day two, they already cut that to 50%. All right. This is the, what am I going to do? How are we going to do this? Are we going to close one day? How, what are we going to get around? And spent day, like, up all night trying to figure that out, only to come in the next morning and it was down to 25 and then it's just closed. And it was just so quick and so sudden and so intense and, and just had to, you know, close. We regrouped. Um, Sky and I said, okay, what are we going to do? You know, luckily we had just relaunched economycandy.com. And, you know, we had that platform, which, you know, unfortunately for a lot of businesses, they did not. And we had the ability to sell online. We were already selling online. And we just thought about candy care packages. Our friends would say to us, you know, people still need candy. You know, you got to still get out there. There's got to be something you can do. And we had, we still had the store packed. You know, it was just before Passover and Easter. I had 1,500 pounds of chocolate covered macaroons. I had 1,000 Easter bunnies. You know, what were we going to do? And so we were like, all right, we're going to do these candy care packages. We also did an Easter one and a Passover one. We wound up selling all the bunnies, all the macaroons, because it was a Seder in a box. It was an Easter basket for a time when you couldn't get an Easter basket by going to the store. And our candy care was like, you know, we have so many 2,000 different products in the store. I would just literally take a box, walk around the store until it was full, pass it upstairs, pack it up and get it sent out. I'd do it again. And we just did it over and over and over. And, you know, we got through some inventory, which is great for us. We would see people on Instagram posting on their stories, just yeah. unboxing, you yeah. know, just going through. And like we, from that, we would get another order and that we get another order. There was a real pay it forward na nature as guys talked about. Yeah. So what will this mean for your bottom line? Will this sustain you or are you losing big time because you don't have that foot traffic coming in and out of the door? You know, right away we lost um, tourism. That's half our business. And then parties and events. That's another quarter of our business. So you're already down to day one, tw down 75%. And you couldn't really be selling outside. So we focused online. The candy care really helped us get through uh, March, April, May. And then it's kind of dried up. We're hoping that the Halloween candy care push and people will go online and buy, you know, a Halloween candy care pack or any other candy care pack that, that suits yeah. your, your needs. And we'll, we'll try to play that into Christmas and Hanukkah and Thanksgiving yeah. and really focus on that type of thing. Um, we set up outside we put go on real old school. We put our push cart in front of the door on uh, Friday, Saturdays and Sundays from one to six you can come by. We have mystery bags, which is like a smaller version of our candy care packs. We're also going to be doing Halloween bags similar to the, the candy care available curbside, you know, if you're a local in New York. And I'm taking hand, we're taking orders by hand, just yeah. like my grandfather used to do on the corner of Essex and Rivington. Yeah. 
Wow, what's old is new again, right? Due to this pandemic. I would imagine that you have regular customers, long time customers that are coming through for you right now. We do. And it was actually, um, what we were cl- are closed to the public, doors fully closed, only doing mail order for so many months. And as soon as we put the candy cart out front, it was so reassuring to see some of our Saturday and Sunday regulars who come by, you know, like, these aren't crazy purchases. That's, you know, these people who come for their regular pound of grams, they're, you know, half a pound of gummy bears, things like that. But these are people that you see every week that you have established a relationship with and you, you expect to see them. And when you don't see them, there's concern, you know, why didn't they come? Is everything okay? And so for months and months being cut off from that, there are so many people that we just didn't know what was going on with them. And to be seeing those people again, to be having those conversations again, to, kind of be reestablishing that that network within the community it's definitely makes everything a little bit easier it makes you you can see the light at the end of the tunnel do you think this will forever change your business that you'll be doing things differently going forward with online sales i think that we've established a customer base um that has a broader a broader customer base uh through our online orders because through all the candy care stuff, uh, with people, people loved unboxing them, as Matilda was saying on Instagram, and you know, just like shaking out like all the candy and organizing all the different things. And because of that, not that I don't think anything went viral per se, but there was definitely a lot more awareness around us than there has ever been before online. Yeah, a lot so, of people in New York know who we are, but not outside of New York, a lot of people were sending things to their friends and family in California and in Georgia and Colorado, and you see where all these packages are going, and then you know they had no idea that a place like ours existed, that Economy Candy existed in the world, and then they've placed orders online for themselves going forward. You know, the hope is you know, once we can get back to, you know, there's a vaccine and everyone's healthy and we're back open and tourism, it'll, it'll take a couple years for tourism. Um, I think the parties and events, you know, once it's safe, people will want to have, you know, those candy bars at their weddings and, and bar mitzvahs and, and add a little something sweet to, to an event. So I think that'll be good. Um, and then hopefully the online can sustain this higher revenue base and that will only benefit us and help make up for the slow slowness and coming back but candy care is not going anywhere we, we've seen the the response that we've gotten to it we've seen people order them for everything there's a couple of people that literally i think it's any gift they're sending they say they send a candy candy care pack and it's great and what's so fun about them is that they really are each unique like you're not going to get the same exact thing twice because it is it's it's evocative of that coming into the store and you're overwhelmed by all these things that you didn't know existed you didn't know were still made that that brand new experience that sweet that colorful experience so you know people we have people who are ordering multiple you know they order one they eat all the stuff then a few weeks later they order another one just because they have a sweet tooth and they like variety yeah like i got that thing i got in my first one i think it was this can you put that in this one <laughs> <laughs> i'm craving bottle caps right now for some reason i would imagine you have bottle caps. definitely do yep. Of course, you can't make a direct comparison between the COVID-19 pandemic and the September 11th terrorist attacks or Hurricane Sandy, but how did those tragedies impact foot traffic and your business? There definitely was an impact. Um, you know, I wasn't full-time in the business at that at that time, so it's hard to, to do an apples-to-apples comparison. I was still in high school um, then, so I wasn't as involved in numbers, but, you know, 
it was slow, but it came back stronger than ever. I mean, one, you know, fast forward two years past 9-11, I think we were doing more revenue than in 2010. So, you know, um, or 2000, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it is going to take time. Um, it, it's going to be a slow ramp. And, you know, hopefully once we're back to a new normal, um, people are still going to want sweet. They're still going to want chocolate. They're still going to want nostalgia. Um, back, you know, even back a few years ago, um, probably about 10 years ago, when we had that, when we went through the recession and people were still coming in because you, you walk in the door and you forget about it for a minute. And you know what? You walk out with a giant bag of candy from Economy Candy and you spend 10, 20 bucks. You know, it's, it's something sweet and our prices are so good and the variety <laughs> is so good that it goes a long way. And, it, you know, you're not going to go into one of these stores and have to spend $15 for a pound of candy. You're going to get a big bag of candy for four bucks. You know, that's what we do. I've been to your store and you can literally get lost in your store in terms of walking around, checking out the candy, deciding, buying everything. I mean, you really, really can. You can spend a lot of time there. It's like a museum and a candy shop all in one. Yeah, we definitely have people who have come in and have spent several hours in the store. You know, you see them walk in and then a few hours later you bump into me. What are you still doing here? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm on my second basket, but, you know, this is great. <laughs> okay, we actually have some people who will come in, be so overwhelmed, leave, come back another day at a quieter time of day so that they can have like their own like Zen experience among the candy and really explore everything and take their time, which is always, always fun to see. Yeah. Always, always a treat. And the thing, every week to week, there's a different bestseller. Even day to day, there's yeah. a different bestseller. You know, today, today we luckily got a big order for gumballs because there's an artist who chew, makes art out of chewed gumballs and needed several hundred pounds delivered and fantastic because I got gumballs on hand that hasn't been the biggest seller during COVID, but now, now it's a great sale. But every day is different. You know, you'll go heavy on one thing. The old time favorites are always the big thing, that big table in the middle of our store where from A to Z, you have a whole hundred different items and you just load up and you're like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. That's this person's favorite. That's that person's favorite. And you just load up on all that stuff. And we've even, you know, we've expanded our line of European chocolate bars and Asian chocolate bars, uh, Japanese Kit Kats, things like that. So there's a, yeah, there's a whole area of the store where we have a lot of different, you know, imported chocolate, which is, is just super quality and things that people remember from when they went to Amsterdam and they had a Tony chocolate only bar. And then they come back and they see it here and they're like, how do you get it? It's like, well, we went on our vacation. It was so good. We called the company and figured a way to get yeah. it to us. So that's what yeah. we're doing. We're always trying to add new things. Whenever people say something to us, we're like keep reminding me, I'll find it. I'll f figure it out. You know, we'll get it in for you. You mentioned that gumball order. Have there been any other unique orders that you can recall over the years? Recently, we've had, we have every German Haribo that is imported to America. So lately, we've been getting a lot of orders that are like one of each different kind, like, you know, 40, Need to 40, try plus, this, yeah. 40 plus bags of Haribo going to one person who's just having their own amazing taste testing experience. Um, over the years, though. Um, you know, there's always those you know, There's parties always. and events that are by color and you just have to literally source anything in, in navy blue. I need to find everything you can possibly have. You know, the whole back of our store, you know, we still do dried fruits and nuts, but we used to have, you know, two fridges just for the dried fruit. And because of the bicolor craze and, and parties and events, you know, and candy bars taking off like that, we had to take out a whole fridge and make a whole bicolor section. 
so that we could work with these party planners, event planners, because what happens is a lot of our customers will come into us because, you know, the venues wants to charge you $1,500 to make a candy buffet. You come to us, you spend a couple hundred dollars because there's no markup and you're coming to, to us. And then they set up their own candy table and then someone at their event or 10 people at their events is like, how did you, can you do this for me? And they, they just, they become party planners yeah. and event planners. That's a lot of our customers yeah. that do this stuff. They did it for themselves and were able to make a good business out of it because they can get it for us at a good price and then, you know, turn that into a business. Mitchell, was it assumed that you would go into the family business? You know, there was never any direct pressure. My parents always encouraged me to pursue whatever path I wanted. I mean, I went to undergraduate at Wharton. I went to Morgan Stanley. I worked there for seven years you know, I, I had just been promoted to vice president in the investment banking unit. And I, my parents and I had discussed and Sky and I had discussed mm-hmm. is that, you know, this wasn't the long term where I wanted to be. And I wanted to be in the family business and go into, go into that. And she would have left me too if I had stayed in banking because she's got a whole, she's got a whole computer file of photos of me on my Blackberry on vacation, on my Blackberry at lunch, on my computer here, like just it wasn't the lifestyle we wanted to live. Being your own boss is a great thing. It is, it's different stresses, you know, especially during times like this. Um, but at least, you know, it's, it's you, when you close the door at six o'clock, you're, you're closed, you know, you can go home. Uh, you can, you know, take, take it like that. Um, but my parents never pushed me, but you know, I, I, when I first joined, my dad kind of guided me along, you know, worked with us um, most days of the week. Sky didn't join until about, Three, like four, three, three years ago. Three years ago, um, to really do our push through, you know, economycandy.com and our Instagram and Facebook at Economy Candy, you know, and really get us out there. And you know, that's really what got us through here. You know, Sky basically went through our Rolodex of old emails and people and contacts and sent hundreds of emails to people about candy care. And you know, we're lucky enough to to have these contacts and people know us that they wanted to write about us. Um, and that helped there. And hopefully we'll have the same thing for Halloween. Sky, how important has social media been to you at this moment in time to get the word out about economy candy? Social media has been crucial. I think, um, I mentioned before that the, the unboxing photos and videos on Instagram and Facebook were a big way that the word was spread about candy care packs and a big way that people learned about economy candy in general, who didn't already know about us. Um, I think without that, we, I, I don't know what would have happened, but I know that that definitely drove a lot of traffic to us. Um, being able to post photos to Instagram and Facebook of what's going on, of the new things that we're doing and trying. Um, and people know, to know that we're still running. People know that operating. we're still open. It's, you know, it became like a, a direct line to customers for, you know, throughout the summer, things were a little hectic in a different way here and our social media posts slowed down and I just um, recently got back into it a little bit and some of the comments were we're so glad to see that you're posting again we're so happy to know that you're still around you're still okay like we missed seeing your posts so it really is a direct communication with customers that you don't get in many other ways especially right now when you're not having those face-to-face interactions and we also got uh, recently we were in uh, touch with uh, his handles at New York Nico and Nicholas Heller. Yeah. Um, he just happens to, you know, he's been doing these great posts on mom and pops throughout New York. Um, he's got a half a million followers and we had reached out to see if he had any interest in coming down and chatting with us. And he's like, I'm a longtime customer. You know, yeah. I'm happy to come down, let, you know, see you guys. I'm glad you're open. 
And, you know, he posted something on Saturday and it got like 15,000 views and people were coming down to buy mystery bags and candy care yeah. packs, you know, so it's, you know, any, any follower, any, any fan of economy candy, you know, write about us on social media, <laughs> tag us, you know, let people know we're open, let them know about our great candy care packs. And, you know, we, again, it's a different way we're relying on a customer, but we've always relied on word of mouth, um, whether it be face to face, which you can't do anymore. Now yeah. it's social media. So it's, it really is that, you know, 21st century version of word of mouth because the, everyone yeah. puts their whole life on their Instagram or their Facebook. You might not have a conversation about your day, but you might post about your day to, you know, people who you went to high school with, who you're not in touch with, they see something and it just, it really has that same word of mouth snowball effect that you don't yeah. see necessarily face to face anymore, but through social, it's strong. <laughs> I'm so glad you have a strong online presence right now, but Mitchell, talk to me more about your presence there on the Lower East Side of Manhattan and what it means to you and what it means to the community. So we've been around in the, on, in the neighborhood 1937 as a candy store, even before that, in, in other ways. So the family business has been here for, for quite some time. You know, we were on in 1985, we moved into the middle of the block here, but still on Rivington. Um, and, you know, that's where people know to find us. They, they do their daily walks. They walk by the store. And that's when people came by. I was like, oh, well, they saw we were out with the push cards. They're so happy. I've been walking by every week just to see maybe you're still there. You know, there's not that many businesses left. You know, you have us, you have Katz's, the Pickle Guys, you own a Schimmel. But, you know, that's why there's that great food tour that goes to all of us, you know, and, and you know, the Tenement Museum, you know, hopefully they get, get by and, you know, keep doing the, the tours of the neighborhood and really let people know what the neighborhood was about. Um, because, you know, like we said, when we started, this is where all the families lived, you know, immigrants from all over the world. And, you know, it was just it's still true. It's still true. It's just but to, you know, that second generation or, you know, the second generation American or first generation American after whoever moved, you know, didn't necessarily stay in the Lower East Side or didn't necessarily stay in that garment business that their family started way back when. And they kind of, you know, went and did different things, not in a bad way, but just expanding horizons. And that's why little by little the businesses went. And then, you know, things happen as, you know, gentrification is great and that these hotels and bars are going up, but it also drove up, you know, rents for a lot of these small other mom and pops who just had to, to fold it in. Luckily we're locked in here and, you know, um, we're, we're going to get through this. Like we've gotten through things before, um, what, what comes out of this and what evolves economy candy is still going to look and feel like economy candy. You're still going to get that wow factor. You know, we may have a bigger online presence and, and do things a little bit different that way, but you know, you're still going to walk in and see, the family running the business, you know, that's, that's, you know, there are a lot of family businesses, not all of them, you're going to walk into the door and be greeted and handled and worked with by the actual family, you know, that you're, we're employee one and two that are going to be running around on the floor, working with you, helping you, greeting you, catching up, just we're here. I think also, um, I mean, I have lived in New York City my entire life, born and raised. Uh, and I think a lot of times New York City can feel a little anonymous. Um, a little hard to feel like you're a part of something and businesses like ours where we're family run, we're small, it, it adds to that sense of community that, you know, like I was saying with the regular customers that you get to know them and they become a part of your life and a part, you're a part of their life that I, that's something that's always really, um, 
that I've always really loved about the store and working here, that, that sense of community that builds is, I think, really special. You have a great sign out front, a sign that also reeks of nostalgia, great awning, really very inviting. You feel like you're, again, walking back in time when you just see the storefront. And you also have those great t-shirts with a great logo that I would imagine that you also have for sale. Are they for sale? So yeah, all our t-shirts are for sale. We're, they're 10 bucks. I don't know where you can get a shirt in ten for $10 in Manhattan anymore, but they're $10. We're not trying to make money on them. We just want to spread, I don't know, joy and cheer in another way. And re yeah. a really cool shirt. I think it's cool. But we, you know, we sell the t-shirts. We even have uh, baseball caps and beanies now. Hoodies. You know, hoodies, you know, more, yeah. stuff, more stuff because we wanted it. Like we wanted a hoodie and we wanted a, a baseball cap. So, you know, you got to make more than one. And then it kind of like people love them. So we yeah. keep, we get them in as, as, as needed. Um, and what I would say about the, the storefront as well is what's funny is that we came across an old photo from, I think it was the 60s yeah, or 70s 60s of or the 70s. store on the corner. And Sky was really inspired to try to recreate that one. You know, you need to redo the storefront, the signage, you know, every 10, 20 years, just because of the, the wear and tear from nature. We used to have the kid outside, um, you know, a big version of it. But we went old school retro and redid the whole front that you were talking about to look exactly like the store used to do in the 60s and 70s. And, you know, we got people coming in and be like, I remember when it was like that. To people like, how could you change it? I'm like, no, that's what it was before. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> Is there a story behind the kid? The graphic, the cartoon that you have, your little mascot there. It's him. I haven't yeah. had a haircut it's you. since uh, March. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, 12-year-old me. He's the economy candy kid. <laughs> you know, when you put your hair up like that, I saw it right away. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so great. Well, Sky Mitchell, so great to talk with you. Give us the website one more time. www.economycandy.com. Big thanks to Mitchell Cohen and his wife, Sky Greenfield Cohen, of Economy Candy. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Polarki. Our producer is Maddie Bristow. Our music is courtesy of bensound.com. Thanks so much for listening. 